Welcome into Potty Podcast Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And uh, we got a few things to talk about, but it's all new stuff. And um, and then just a quick thing that we kind of wanted to mention about Netflix. Andy, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. Netflix, Correct. Uh, their subscription cratered. I think it said like 20%. 20%. Uh, yeah. no, well, no, no, no. Their stock cratered by 20%. Yeah, that's what it was. Because they they because they announced for the first time at the, uh, in over 10 years that they actually lost viewers this quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is tied to a bunch of things, man. Their, their uh, price went up yet again. Uh, they've announced that they know that there's uh, hundreds of thousands of people in the U.S. that are sharing passwords, uh, which is driving, you know, losing them a lot of money as well. Um, VP, and then the VPN, because there's stuff that yep. they have on in other countries they don't have here. And so it used now to be, I used to do the same thing. I use a VPN because there's nothing illegal about it. Use a VPN. You can mm-hmm. say you're somewhere else and you could get access it, to other shows. And so it, now it you is can't kind of illegal though. I mean, it's not, it may not be illegal, but what you're doing is, so it's, it's not that Netflix only wants you to be able to see this. Netflix does not have the rights. Yeah to show you, let's say, a WB movie here in the U.S., they only have the rights to stream it in Europe. Mm-hmm. So if you use a VPN and stream what they're only allowed to show in Europe in the U.S., well, then you're basically making them liable for theft. So so it's kind of illegal yeah. <laughs> to use a VPN to secret that issue. And, and to be fair, that's always been a thing. But but the, the new development that led to their first drop in... in and everything was probably one the price hike more yeah. than anything uh, because they announced the that they're going to go after the the password shares later and that there's going to be a major crackdown. It was like the next day after they announced this. Um, but to me, I mean, and I don't know about everybody, but there's a reason I left basic cable besides the price. The pricing was awful too. Yeah. But the but the but the other reason is it's horrible television. Yeah. It's it's. You know, we had you had FX and maybe one other channel carrying basic cable, uh, and, and at any given time they had one good show out for like a you know three month period while you watched one episode a week of Justified or whatever for three months, and then then you had a new show for three months, and it was, again just one show. There was like one hour a night of must see. T- I mean, one hour a week of must see TV, mm-hmm. and they had millions of hours of reality television. And scripted shows and documentaries and Cheap you know, stuff. cooking cooking shows and, and but but awful television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Netflix comes out and it's like, hey, we're gonna make our own programming, but we're gonna concentrate on quality programming. We're gonna make Bloodline and uh, uh, Orange is the New Black Stranger and uh, House of Cards and the Stranger Things and, and everything's everything's high quality. They're bringing in big people uh, to, to to write and, and create it. Um, they actually did a pretty good job moneyballing a lot of their casts, um, but they but they brought in quality content, and then now they're like, you know what we should do? All that stuff that we weren't doing before that everybody escaped from to come to us. Let's let's completely reverse our business model mm-hmm. and do the opposite of what everyone wants and bring in twenty different reality shows. Twenty and after they had just raised pricing, what six months ago? Yeah. So that money that they raised for our subscription saying they were going to use it to create more quality content. They didn't, they created junk and uh, junk that I don't want. And 
quite frankly, I know I speak for a lot of people. I mean, it was it was the the benefit of having Netflix was you didn't leave your TV on with just junk playing in the background. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it knows <laughs> the, the wife watches like HGTV, right? Uh, whatever, whenever an episode ends, this episode of something new starts right. You know, it starts right in, and you you got your uh, HGTV all day long in the background. Uh, it was great not having that. It was super, and now it's back. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm probably gonna cut Netflix. I, I, I think I'll probably watch the Stranger Things finale, which is next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, final? I, is it the final season? Yeah, I think it's the final season. No. No, no, no! It's it's a it's the first of two seasons. It's a two season finale. Okay, which which means well, there's then two I'll seasons cancel left. it and I'll get it back when when that's exactly when right. The only re- yeah. the only thing that makes me kind of want to keep it is well, and when I was traveling a lot, I liked it because it was in the hotel rooms. They had Netflix, and I, again, yeah, I don't yeah. want to watch cable. I don't, and mm-hmm. it, because none of that's any good. They usually had terrible cable cable channels, and so I could just put it on Netflix and I could fall asleep watching a documentary or something like that, but. I don't, I'm not traveling anymore, really. And so I, I could just put it on my tablet and just kind of fall asleep watching that instead of having to watch it on the TV or just get a HDMI cord, just start packing an HDMI mm-hmm. cord for my laptop. But it's, yeah, the, the, all the reasons that I've kind of been telling myself I still want Netflix, I don't. And so I think I'm just going to kind of, I agree with you. I'll watch Stranger Things and I think yeah. I'm done. And then I'll come back when the and next season comes out. Because what other shows? Not, what other Netflix shows are you watching right now? Th- th- I mean, there's a few. Like, a, there's probably there's probably eight shows a year I'm excited about out of twelve months, mm-hmm. right? And and I mean, HBO Max right now is half the price, and there's at least two shows a month that I'm really excited about. Yeah, uh, and least. usually they're ones I didn't even know were coming. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, what's this show? Oh my god, it's amazing! Uh, you know, and so that's happening. And then Netflix, I feel like, you know, they've got their Narcos, they've got Ozark, they've got these types of things that are really good. Yeah. Um, but, but Ozarks is almost done. Narcos might is, be over. Like all their good shows are kind of yeah. are ending and they're not replacing it with anything. Yeah. And I don't doubt that they'll try to replace it, but I, I do think that they're like, you know what? We've got one expensive show a month. That's that's our happy place. We'll just yeah. keep making one expensive show a month and they'll put the rest of the money towards wasting half a billion dollars on having the gray man, which to me, the reason I call that a waste, uh, because I'm excited about seeing the gray man as much as the next person. Right. I mean, it's Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans doing well, the gray and, man. And you and I read the books too and enjoyed those. Yeah. But that's two hours and it's done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, when you look at it that way, like as much content as I'm watching, that's two hours and I'm done. Like versus Stranger Things, you know what I mean? I'm gonna yeah. uh, they're they're gonna bring out the first three and then the rest a, a, a couple weeks later or something like that. They said, good, good. Like that's yeah, that's more content, more things to be excited about. Uh, and it's nowhere near half a billion dollars. <laughs> they can make five seasons of Stranger Things for half a billion dollars. You know what I mean? Instead of buying the rights to the Gray Man. Mm-hmm. I, so I just wish they. If they were smarter with the money that they're the revenue they're getting from subscribers, and said let's just make even more good, great content, and so there's all this other stuff, they would it would be hands down the 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 only thing I would need to watch. Yeah, you know what I mean. But but they're not. Yeah. No, I I think this is kind of becoming the death nail for for Netflix. Everyone else, uh, it, that was the thing about the the streaming wars was they were 
using other people's content. They didn't have their own. And then when they saw that other people were starting to take it back, they started creating their own. But then they just diverted and kind of, I mean, like a yeah. lot, like you said, a lot of that stuff is like cooking shows, reality shows, or a lot, oh my god, there's so much of those, um, like Hallmark Channel movies that are so god awful. Yes, and, and I think we talked about this about a year ago, and I said I can see this coming because the one thing that's stopping people from moving from basic cable, you know, that are still on it, over to Netflix, is that they they did like their cooking show or their one, you know, real housewives type show or whatever. And I think all they cared about is getting those last crushing basic cable, getting rid of it, just finishing it, putting the death nail on there. And, and they said, okay, so what we'll do is we'll put all this money into all the things that are stopping people from joining. Uh, well, and those they are cheaper all... shows too. They're very cheap to make. They're cheaper, but oh my god, I, I, I kid you not. On my like just watch list on Netflix that my wife's been watching, there's 15 different bachelor type shows. Like yeah. it, it's nuts, and um, it's just nobody needs it. Nobody's going to pay for that. I don't want to pay for that. I'm not going to pay for that. I'm yeah. going to stop paying <laughs> because it's a cheap, dumb show, and I'd rather just pay twelve dollars and watch HBO. So. If anything, it just feels like a mismanagement of funds mm-hmm. by by the CEO. I mean, they've got enough money to just crush HBO Max and Amazon for content. I mean, they could make. I think they could, I think the ship has sailed on HBO Max. It's too good. They're the best ones now. They are, yeah, and I mean, they have the they have the benefit of having Warner Brothers IP, and they have um, uh, you know the history of HBO, right? So HBO's IP, like the Game of Thrones spinoffs, which by the way. They still there still hasn't been one <laughs> yeah. since they started HBO Max. There still has never been one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we, I'm actually okay with that. But uh, but yeah. So HBO Max is half the price and it's way better. And I'd rather have that than you know uh, give me give me a little bit of quality versus a whole bunch of junk, right? And that's that's what Netflix is becoming. So mismanagement of funds. It was a horrible mistake. I hope they change their minds and and revert at some point, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's pretty much, I think Netflix is close to done. They're, they're going to have a few stragglers, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a slow death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. And it'll drag on for a few years, but it's just going to get worse and worse until eventually someone will buy out the, the IP. That's the thing is one of the other streamers that mm-hmm. does well, probably, I mean, I, I would say HBO Max. Maybe Peacock does a run. Um, Don't think that uh, the Disney Plus doesn't have something in mind. I, yeah, I know right. that there's a two-year strategy for Hulu that's going to blow people's minds, from what I've been hearing. Yeah, uh, and I think they're gonna. I think they're just gonna. You know, like we kind of complained when HBO Max first came out. Our biggest gripe was really. You don't have much on here yet. You should yeah. have waited. <laughs> yeah. You should have gotten your Netflix stuff over. You should or whatever. You know, I mean, your superhero stuff over. You should have wait. I think they're waiting. I think Hulu's going. All right, let's let's launch, but like everything at one time. Disney Star, whatever we're gonna call it. Yeah. Let's put it all on here at one time and just blow people's minds. I, I think they're working on that. But but you're right. Once everybody pulled the con the IP away from Netflix, they ended it. They should have put more into original programming, and they didn't. Yeah. And they're host. All right, well, let's get into, because that's depressing, uh, what you're watching. Because there's some, man, there's some, there's so much good stuff, and I am like, I'm way behind on everything. Um, 
one of the things we just kind of stumbled onto it was, uh, you stumbled onto it and told me about it, was Killing It, which is, um, <laughs> it's Craig Robinson <laughs> as a uh, python hunter. And uh, it's him, Claudia O'Doherty, who is just delightful in everything she does. Mm-hmm. Rel Battle, who I've not seen before, but is I really like him in this. And then uh, one of our favorites, Scott MacArthur, uh, Jimmy from The Nick, the Mick, is in it too. And uh, that's basically everyone so yeah. far. Um, the kid, the Scott MacArthur's son in it, Corby, as Wyatt Walter, looks like he's only in two episodes, so we might have seen all of him, is pretty, is pretty good in it too. Um, couple of guest appearances but it's yeah it's been oh my god i think i'm five episodes in and i'm trying to parcel it out because it's i thought i was going to have a show hole after abbott elementary finale and we'll talk about that next but we started up killing it and it's it's hard like okay we'll only do two at a time we'll only do two at a time because i I could sit there and, and binge the whole thing it's so it's been so great it is and i did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to i tried so hard not to but it's just so good yeah and yeah i it's just you know yeah craig craig robinson's down on his luck literally everything implodes at one time in his entire life and he's getting an, a ride to an interview from an uber driver who has to pull to the side of the road because she's got one of five jobs something popped up and yeah she starts just whacking and killing a python with a hammer and he's like what's the hammer for she's like hammering and i tell you man like this show knows how to do physical comedy and it's like slapstick in the best way because i hate slapstick type of comedy and and i don't want to call it slapstick but like the the there's a scene in the first episode without spoiling anything for you where there's a giant python in the car with Craig Robinson that's dead only to find out it's not dead and it starts attacking him and like I'm on the floor laughing hysterically yeah. at this <laughs> and him screaming and she's and it's like showing his fangs like right in front of Craig Robinson's face she's like it's more scared of you than you are of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so funny yeah it's but just it's the best show all the characters so Craig Rock yeah like you said down on his luck basically ends up homeless living in the gym after a while because he, he <laughs> Yeah, he wants twenty four hour fitness. Yeah, because <laughs> he wants to like hit it big instead of actually instead of just putting the work. And his brother Rel Battle um, is kind of like he starts off and he's he's kind of shady. Like he he he's very like, shady. Yeah, he's basically a con man. But his story get, has gotten interesting with yep the Dominine people, and I don't want to go into it too much. But it's starting Dominine. to get real interesting. <laughs> Dominine, it's not dominate. <laughs> it's one more yeah. Dominine. When you when you when you're going to dominate so severely that you become a Dominine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Um, and then Scott MacArthur, who is basically just not, he, he's lost his sense as a man. His wife has been cheating on him. He realizes it, and he's trying to drag his son out to the to kill these snakes to show him what a man's like. And he's got, he's like a low grade YouTube star. And it's, they're all kind of a little bit sad. And then Claudia's majority Jillian who's yeah. Like you said, she pulls a, she's a Uber driver. She does task rabbit. She does all these different things. And she pulls a billboard behind her car to make extra money and also lives in it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's no, it's, Oh my God. The, the writing is some of the jokes. I'm like, how, how messed up are you to come up with some of this stuff? But it's so, <laughs> I, I so know. funny. I know. God, there's so, and 
you just you haven't even begun to see the guest stars that are coming. Yeah. I mean, it is it is amazing and hilarious, and it gets better as the season goes the whole time, all the way up to the end. And the and the fun part is there's good stories for each of the characters. Like yeah. they they they're they're compelling stories as you get moving further on. I know you're not in the back half yet of yeah. the season. Back half of the season, stuff gets real and it's compelling and yet okay. still hilarious. And so yeah, I man, it, I this was prob I'm trying to think if I'm missing one, but I would I think this is my favorite comedy of the year. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I know I I'm do. probably forgetting something. Yeah, you're thinking, I know I'm forgetting you, something. Well, yeah, you're forgetting Abbott Elementary. No, I got this above Abbott. What? Yep, right. I very much enjoyed Abbott, but it was more like, uh, it was more like a sweet show that was funny. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one has me just laughing out loud hysterically. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might it's, be right. So I mean, you know, what, which one was a better show? Just kind of depends on what you mean by That's what you're fair. looking for. That's you fair. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This one, I mean, the set. I mean, I'm telling you, the back half of the season. Oh my god! Like I was cackling out loud. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to put a pillow in my face to smother how loud I was, and I was the only person in the house. Like I was just, and I noticed myself doing it. I'm like, it's just so damn funny and stupid and, uh, and enjoyable. But uh, yeah, Abbott was really good, and I know there's another one I'm forgetting too, but. I feel like this is maybe this ended up being my favorite comedy this year so far. So it's early though. There's going to yeah. be a lot coming. Yeah. But no, this one's, I mean, I'm, I, I put it as, I guess a nine right now, just cause I haven't finished it, but I, I'm looking forward to, uh, let me see some nines. It's <laughs> <laughs> all nines for me. The best part is that it's Doug Judy who first yelled nine, nine. nine, nine. Yes. <laughs> God, well, this is from the producers. It says it's from the producers of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So, and it feels like it. It well, it says from the comedy minds of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know what that. Well, Dan Gore, who was the the creator and showrunner, along with um, oh, who's our favorite that does Parks and Rec and all those. Yeah, not Greg Daniels, but the no. Mike Michael Sure. Michael Sure. Yeah, but yeah. Dan Gore was kind of like the one that led Brooklyn Nine Nine. So yeah. It's. It feels kind of like it's got a kind of Brooklyn Nine Nine esque attitude to it. It does for sure. Yep. But I, I agree. But it doesn't feel like a copycat at all. Oh God, no! It's very original. Yeah. Um, no, I I love it, and uh, yeah, I can't. I I want to keep. All, I could binge it. I could sit down and binge, binge the whole it, thing. Binge it. Just do it. I don't Just want do to. It. No, because I want to parcel out. Because then when I'm done. What do I have? Because I have to have. I like to have a good comedy and a good drama at all times. That way, I can back and go back and forth, and even like different kinds. You of like drama. to pair your cheese and wine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like to have a charcuterie of shows going, and so uh, I don't want to finish it too too soon in, until I have something else. A little side. You don't. You don't chug the cabinet. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> because this was what I was worried about. Is uh, we finished Abbott Elementary, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have a show hole because there's i need i need that other comedy and this was so good um like you said this is kind of like it feels like an uh inner city uh parks and rec because uh Quint- very much so. yeah quinta brunson feels very much like uh leslie nope in this nope yeah mm-hmm. and um and then i would say barbara's almost kind of like a ron um a ron swanson ish a little bit uh no uh... that's it's probably a bit of a leap yeah uh, she's not. Ron Swanson never cared 
about government. Barb cares that's very much. That's fair. And she's still like one of the best at it. She's the, uh, the paternal she, figure then, I, I would say, I guess. Yeah, the, she would be the, the maternal figure. Yeah, yeah, she would be the paternal figure. Um, but yeah, everyone's great. Ava, uh, Ava Coleman, uh, Janelle James plays her as the principal who just is seems worthless. But then when she does mm-hmm. her presentation, like clearly she's got a purpose. Like she's she's shown up when she's needed to, like during the dance <laughs> does, routine and does things. She? Well, I mean, during like the dance routine <laughs> thing, she uh, she almost bailed. She's, I mean, they all listen. They all need a little bit of help. I'm trying in, to like, remember. Didn't she, I thought she did bail? Well, she was. Her grandma was like basically about to die. Oh well, yeah, yeah. And she was saying was. goodbye. Yes. Like, all right, I I get that. Like, there, there was a reason for that. She didn't want to. She showed up, but then that happened at the last second, and then she ended yeah. up leading them. But I'm, I'm, Lisa no. and. Walter is one of my favorite finds, though, of this yeah. show. Yeah, Melissa. Uh, who plays Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's so great. And uh, and just being terrible with, like, Mrs. Union, you know what I mean, and everything. She's the I don't know. prototypical Italian from Philly, yeah. kind of rough, knows a guy <laughs> I got, for I got everything. a guy. Yeah, God has a guy for everything. Um, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, she's... A tough uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty great. Um and then Jacob Hill has been pretty hilarious. Or Chris Perfetti, who plays Chris Jacob. Perfetti, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been really good in this, too, as just this pansy teacher. <laughs> I don't want to say pansy, but yeah. you know what I mean. Just, it's just, just uh, the, not, a, not the manliest him. of men. Yeah, yeah everyone kind yeah. of walks all over him. Well, and then the janitor, uh, Mr. Johnson, played with William Stanford Davis, like just kind of shows up, has like his <laughs> joke, and then just fades into the background. But even... So perfectly, though. Yeah, he just does it so perfectly. Quinta's um, boyfriend, Zach, uh, played by Zach Fox, is Tariq. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'd never seen the guy before, but he was, because he wasn't, (laughs) he wasn't necessarily a bad guy. Like, he loved, he loved. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) He wasn't a good guy. It wasn't, he he didn't cheat on her, though. (laughs) What? When? Yeah, the first episode of the pilot, he's like, uh, oh, I'm going to have this after party and this after party, but you shouldn't come because you won't like it. Oh, oh, I didn't catch on. However, that is very clear. Oh. Very clear. Yeah, he's got he's got like she's she's not allowed at any of the after parties because it's for her own good. Oh, I did not catch that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's always like, and, and, you know, baby, we've been together so long. That's why I let you pay for all my things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he pays me. Well, no, like, so he's we're a terrible. New York. He's a terrible boyfriend, but he seemed like he genuinely the worst. cared about Janine. And like, and I guess the finale kind of. He does, though. In the he finale, does. he was like, he didn't. You know, they'd been dating since like high school or middle school or something, and mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't want to break up, but he just thought she was going to come with him to New York, and to, to help him pay for a nice closet. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Start looking at some one bedroom places, and that's closets in upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, but no, this has been this has been a, a delightful show, and apparently, it's been doing very well in the ratings. Like, it's been breaking records that Modern Family set. Yep. And so, yep. good for them. As it should. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's funny. It's delightful. There's good characters. There's good character development. It's got, it, it's a comedy with heart. And that's kind of like, that's what makes the best comedies is the ones with heart. So and that's, a, that's like the Michael Schur tree, coaching tree. Yeah. Uh, you know, 101 right there. And yeah. yeah, that's, it's a good place. You know, it's Parks and Rec. It's, it's all that. But this isn't, but this isn't Michael Schur's tree. This is all Quinton Brunson. Yeah, it's Quentin Brunson, but the executive producer is the is, is a woman that 
was an executive producer for a lot of my, for most of Michael Schur stuff. Um, so, so as far as like the problem and I'm guessing probably the shooting style and different things like that, which, uh, you know, it, it just, it feels quite similar and she, she's, uh, definitely going to keep the same tone. Like, you know, she's, she's obviously trying to keep the same tone optimism of a sure, of a sure TV show. And obviously the, the, what do you call it? The not a, is a single, not single cam. Uh, uh, what do you call it when they do the interview style? Um, multi, doc- multi-cam. Is it multi-cam? I think those just documentary style. Yeah. Well, they're uh, yeah. So they're uh, they're definitely sticking with that as well. But uh, no, so far, man, it's been it was it's been a really fun show. It's been a, it's a, been a yeah just a nice show. Yeah. <laughs> it's been nice. It's been a, yeah. yeah, it's been a very pleasant show. Um, the next one is Halo, which is getting weird reviews the, the, the latest episode mm-hmm. was a little bit slower than the rest um i agree but uh so basically john goes back to where he's from where he thinks he's from and he takes cortana and halsley with them and uh, and he's looking for answers uh and goes back and he finds the other piece it looks like he found the other piece or like where the other piece was is that right yeah, he found uh, the location like the of the second of... artifact. Okay. Okay. Which the first artifact appears to go inside of. Okay. So what I was thinking was like basically there's two artifacts and they go into this one. Because this looks like it's the big part where there's piece missing and that's what goes in there. And then there's the small artifact that he touched that came to life. And then he drew that that goes into another big you know big slab okay, yeah that could shield be, looking thing. there's a third and then it goes mm-hmm. in and it fits inside this like obelisk and that's what powers it so it looks like there's two parts and then they have to put that into this thing which is where he's from um so they that that happened and then kwan ha goes back to madrigal with uh bokeem woodbine and man i'm trying to remember now because it was it was like a week ago when i watched this but what do you remember what happened with that? With which one? I'm sorry, I'm trying to. Quan. Uh, oh yeah. Quan Quan ha ha. went back with Bokeem Woodbine to Madrigal. She's yeah. like, we have to fight. Well, and I remember she she runs into well, some of the people that are left, and they're like, dude, there's nothing left to fight. Everyone's dead. And she goes, well, we can raise yeah. money. It's like it won't. There's there's nothing left because that that Venture guy, uh, Venture Graf, mm-hmm. who is clearly every very evil, um, is mm-hmm. kind of killing all the uprisings and all that that are on the on that planet he's squashing the uprising yeah, yeah. the unsf is that did i say that right no unc whatever yeah uh they're uh they're helping uh arm him because he does quell uprisings against the unsf mm-hmm. so despite being an evil overlord uh he's the best he's in the best interest of them as well so uh yeah and she she actually got mad at the generals and she uh she said you know of, of all the people to take my father's spot you talking to the uh, woman at the uh general at the, the funeral mm-hmm. it's like you're the one who would have taken over and yet you're the only one that hasn't been killed so you were a traitor and she, she's like you you were a traitor against everybody uh and helped them hunt them down and she's like you don't know what you're talking about uh and then he sends the assassin to go kill her aunt, her and her aunt uh, and the assassin took her aunt out before the uh, the pirate bodyguard helped out. <laughs> yeah, Bokeem Bokeem Woodbine. I guess we've decided he's a pirate now. 
because uh, they call him that three times in this episode, despite oh, right. never seeing that beforehand. I can get uh, so I'm all for some more space pirates. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, especially played by Bettina Wood- Woodbine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now they're they they dismantled a ship like uh, like a stolen car, uh, and and hacked it out for parts, and so now they're on their way somewhere that's 200 miles away to get onto a, a civilian vessel that leaves every every couple nights from from there to, to get off planet. Uh, so that's that's what they're trying to do now is, is basically to get safe. She's figured out that her <coughs> her dad fought for a lie is what her aunt was telling her. And yeah. that her dad had gone out to the desert where there's desert people, which is obviously where Quan Ha and Bikim Woodbine are going to end up. They're mm-hmm. going to end up meeting these desert people. Mm-hmm. And he told them that their family line and legacy has a destiny of of fighting for the independence of this rock. Uh, so it's very Dunish. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they're going to have to do that, apparently. Apparently, that's going to be what Kwan Ha is. He's going to be fighting for Madrigal and for the independence on the, of the same people, I have a feeling. Um, but I'm, I'm okay with it. It's been fun. Um, and then we also had the interesting storyline of the uh, Kai 125. Yeah. Uh, the, the blonde uh, Spartan mm-hmm. who saw, uh, saw ours uh, take his little feelings chip, yeah. <laughs> feelings dampener out and she decided to do the same and uh she's she, and so she's uh rebelling a little bit she dyed her hair pink she started talking in, well, in she, ways that she don't she smeared blood in it and it and it turned out to be pink which is weird <laughs> that's not what i got that she that's what she did she, she smeared she took the blood and like stroked stroked it through her hair and it turned to pink are you sure? I thought that's what I saw was she took the blood that was on her hands from the wound. I thought I saw a dye bottle. I maybe you're sworn. right then. Maybe you're right. Maybe <laughs> I just I just it, missed something. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kate Kennedy plays that character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who was a voice in a lot of video games. A lot of video games and a writer on Halo. Oh, uh, okay. She's one of the writers. Yeah, I thought you'd like to know uh, that. That is cool. Um, and so, yeah, her character... Uh, starts kind of becoming uh, chummy with Dr. Miranda Keys, um, and uh, who's you know running the side by side units, trying to also figure out what the artifact is, and they help her kind of decipher. You realize they remember like everything they see, uh, and so they're able to help her kind of piece together the alien language and then figure out what was being broadcast from that ship. So that's that's what we're going to find out next is that they they're going to figure out that there's a spy among them. Um, and it's been pretty good with, along with the ominous, uh, you know, ending where Miranda key says to her, you know, you're different, you're unique, uh, because you're, you're basically, hu- you know, basically human. And, uh, she's like, what does that mean? She's like, well, it, it means you're going to, you're going to, uh, act, uh, rational, you know, irrationally. You're going to, you're acting with emotion. And whenever one of, uh, what's her name uh Catherine Halsey yeah. whenever Dr. Halsey's creations don't uh, react exactly in the manner she expects it to uh she kills it so <laughs> uh there's gonna be there's, there's kind of a closeted threat to her mm-hmm. uh at the end of the episode so yeah it's gonna get interesting I wonder if they all go kind of solo against the I think they are don't you that all the the Spartans are gonna like the go Spartans. off on their own thing yeah, it they're all going to take out the chips like and kind of go. Could I mean it seems like it's tracking that way, so we'll see. But um, yeah, I don't, 
I know people have been getting a lot of grief for this. I don't know if it's just because the fans that they thought it was going to go another way, but I've, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I'm looking forward to finishing it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> um, and then the next show we've got is Tokyo Vice. So I've only seen two episodes of this. I think you're much further in it. How many episodes are you in? Uh, four. Okay. I'm four through. Okay. Yeah, There's I'm through four. Five so. out total. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, I'm very excited about seeing episode five. Yeah, so I'm only two in, and I've enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, I, I just uh, I'm way behind on watching this. I need to I needed to just it definitely pumped a little at three. Also, I mean, I liked it from the beginning. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I did too. I, I've enjoyed it from the beginning, but it but it there is a degree of like picking it picking up a little bit more uh, after episode three. So okay. yeah, I think I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, but. Um, it's going to be just a tense thriller though. Like yeah. it's no matter what happens, it's yeah, it's not going to be crazy fast paced. It's a Michael no. Mann movie. Yeah. Uh, but it will lead to some great action scenes either way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know how much we will go into that. I'll try and wrap up or catch up on a lot of that this weekend. And so that way we can kind of go more in depth the next time. Um, and then one show I, I've just decided I'm not going to watch it. Uh, but from on epics, <laughs> you finished that. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was, it was a good time. So it was, uh, it's weird. It was 30 Days of Night meets Lost. <laughs> and uh, in a good way. So it was uh, a true horror movie, or true horror show, uh, led by Harold Pernow. Um And it also interwove a whole bunch of interesting mysteries um, in a really fun way. And unlike lost it answered some of them along the way so uh, <laughs> so i mean while you know as you would expect new questions arise from the from the season finale uh they answered some of the old ones which was cool so uh you know the the, the big setup of the show is that you know these this family's driving on this road and then suddenly they uh they come to just this tree in the road uh that blocks them so they have to turn around and it leads them to this little town and nobody in the town will talk to them so they just keep going straight, and then they come back, going straight on a road. They come right back into the town, and then they peel out of there and go right back into the town. <laughs> Anything they do, they can't go anywhere other than be right into this town. And once they realize what's happening, um, you know, and they're freaking out. The town's like, "All right, now we can tell you. You need to hide in the uh, in the house, and you need to trust us. And we'll talk in the morning." And you hear these creatures coming out at night and it's basically their take on vampires in a cool way. Uh, they're, they, they love to kill, but they love to torture horribly as they kill you oh God. <laughs> and leave you with nothing but like your ribs exposed and random. Like it's, it's horrible, horrible deaths. And, uh, and they, and they just, they walk kind of slow, but toward you with a giant smile on their face as they're murdering you horribly. Uh, and they can, uh, but they have to be, so there's a talisman on everybody's, the inside of everybody's door. And as long as that talisman is hung inside your door, they can't come in without you inviting them in. Uh, like the old vamp, that's what the vampire twist on it, huh. is that, uh, you know, they have to be invited in. Uh, so all the windows are like sheeted up, but like the opening scene is, you know, like this kid and his grandmother's outside and she's like, let me in, it's cold. <laughs> and as he does, like the family's killed brutally and mercilessly. Uh, so the town has this, it, it's interesting. Uh, everybody has been led to this same tree in the road, but from different areas of the country. So one guy was in Seattle when it happened, one was in Georgia, it doesn't matter. 
uh, all these people just randomly hit this tree in the road at some point have to turn around and they're in this town and nobody knows why so like it's it's kind of like being stuck on the island but you just don't know how you got on the island and lost right it's like we're here we don't know how what is going on why are these things you know trying to kill us where do they go at night in the daytime what is happening we don't know and uh so that's part of the mystery is them figuring out okay can we build a radio to try to get to broadcast can we do this can we do that you know um they've got electricity in the town but the wires don't really need anything in the walls. <laughs> uh, so they're like, why is electricity working? So there's all these crazy, fun, interesting mysteries that lead. And then, um, you know, some twists on uh, these, these creatures basically getting in and taking these people out, you know, a house at a time. Um, but then more people come. So it's just, it's just been wild and crazy and, and, and scary. And uh, does it fun. end well? Uh, it's, I liked the end. I liked the end. Uh, it was very different. Yeah, I liked the end. And Harold Perrineau did a really great job. And there's not the main family that joined. They're, they were all perfectly fine <laughs> as far as actors. You know, they were all fine. Um, but there's like three or four cast members that are just people that have been in the town for a while, you know. Um, there's a cop and there's a doctor and blah, blah, blah. And... Um, they were really good. Like, I think they're going to be in more things coming forward. Okay. So uh, I expect some big things out of some of these people. Interesting. Um, maybe, maybe not big, but they'll, they'll get roles on bigger shows. Okay. Uh, and next on the list is uh, a movie, but really it, it was a play that was just done in the movies. It was just, it was a play that was done as a medium as a movie, but it was fantastic. And that's The Outfit. Uh, the new movie with uh, Mark Rylance, Zoe Deutsch, um, Dylan O'Brien, and uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Flynn, who I've never seen before, but was fantastic. And really, that's about the only characters. There's a few other smaller characters. They're in it for a little bit. Yeah. But it's really, I mean, it's really just about three to four people in it the whole time. Uh, and the whole thing takes place at a, uh, uh, a habit, I don't know about haberdashery, I guess it's just like a clothing shop in about 1950 Chicago um, in the winter. It was uh, written and directed by Graham Moore, who I'm trying to see if he's done. He wrote The Imitation Game. Oh, well done. Yeah. Pirates vs. Ninjas, which is a short. Yeah, this is the only thing I know that he's done. uh, Pirates vs. Ninjas. (laughs) Yeah, that was just a short. uh, That's funny. Looks like he won an Oscar for Imitation Game. But this was fantastic. I mean... It's a it's a slow burn that didn't feel like a slow burn, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it did. It you know it was like you said a bottle episode, if you will. But um, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was really well written. And but but even you know what, I'm not even gonna say really well written. It was a fantastic acting performance and a fantastic direction of it all just the slow paced casual you know demonstrating of how to make the suits and you know and all these things and the and the uh how deliberate he was with every little detail like the perfect pocket squares and mm-hmm. all this stuff and building the relationship with the daughter all the stuff the outfit all of it built up slowly like you said slow burn but really well done all the way to the point where you realize he's narrating a tape at the end for this whole time um loved all of it uh, I could have done without the very, very end. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> like, I think the only thing that kept me from giving it 
like a a nine point five or a ten was the Me it too. should have ended about two to five minutes earlier than it did. Yeah, it's like it's I would give it like the best eight I've ever given. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like like there's not you shouldn't be able to say that it's good. There's a good or a bad eight, but it's like the most watchable eight ever because yeah, like. I didn't need that last two minutes. It didn't hurt it, but I didn't need. I it. feel like it did. I feel like it did hurt. I felt it like did it detracted hurt it a little because yeah. it could have. Because like it did, it could have ended, and then they added that part. And like why? Like that didn't. That seemed very unnecessary. There was nothing that really kind of led up to why that should have been. Like, I, I, it just it didn't need it, and uh, I felt like it detracted. Yeah. It like it went in a different direction for no reason in the last like thirty seconds. It felt like when you watch, when you watch a movie or a TV show, and there's suddenly like an unnecessarily violent scene, mm-hmm. where you're like, they could have like panned away as the person was getting ready to kill someone or something, and been just as effective, but they probably just really wanted a PG-13 rating. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like. I was like. Ugh. Or, or they like, add like a sex just... scene where like that it didn't serve any purpose. It didn't move the movie. You yeah. just wanted to show some sex. Yeah, and, and, but this felt like like oh, they just wanted to have some violent gangsterish feel to it because they thought it was cool. But yeah. I, it was yeah, it was it was unnecessary. But I, I mean, I like he was escaping London. There was the fire. All that was easily explained. Even gangsters killing his his family. All that was fine. I just yeah. I didn't need him. I don't know. Well, I, it <laughs> I felt like him needing it, to be a badass. It felt like the writer had an idea for two different movies and wrote <laughs> yeah. one and then just like tacked on what he want, like the other one that they wanted to do right at the end. Like why? It just, but uh, overall I enjoyed it. Mark Rylance, I, I could watch do anything. That guy's one of the most incredible actors. Um, Unreal. I gave, I, I've never I gave it a nine. Yeah. What'd you say you gave it? I gave it an eight. But but That's, I I'm very surprised. much okay. loved it, which is no, I know I like yeah. like I'll put it this way too. I've watched it again. Oh really? <laughs> I've I've already seen it a second time. Yeah, yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it because I, I was like, again. you know what? I just want to watch that opening scene yeah. of him just going through the whole like making of the suit all the way through. You know the first characters coming in just because it's it's so fascinating to watch just amazing acting. Yeah, and I physically could not turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was even my mind going. You should change it. Nope, <laughs> nope, not gonna. And I just kept watching it. Yeah, and I was like, God dang! I just ended up watching the whole thing again. Yeah, it's just so well done. It's it's tense. It's very tense. I would I, mean, go, I would like to go see this as the play. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, movie it was good, but like the same mm-hmm. cast, I would like to see it as uh, you know in a play. I think that would be. I would enjoy that. Um, I gave it a nine, just because. I mean, it was so close to either a 9.5 or a 10 you can kind of, I would haggle with that later but cuz it, it set out to do everything it meant to except for the last like like we said 30 seconds to 3 minutes um just kind mm-hmm. of uh, skewed everything you gave it an 8 um IMDb gave it a 7.2 which in IMDb terms is really an 8.2 um Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it an 84% but audiences gave it a 92 which is surprising i figured it would have been the other way around i think it's the ending yeah, I, I agree mean the with critics. You. The critics didn't like the ending. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and audiences kind of forgave it. I mean, I kind of forgave it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I get it. I get forgiving it because again, I, I don't think the ending made it a bad movie. 
it was just something I didn't need. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, just like adding a sex scene in to a perfectly PG movie. <laughs> like it just seemed a little out of place. Yeah. But but I'm not like this movie sucks now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the, it it didn't it didn't hurt. It didn't help it. But it didn't make me not like the movie. So yeah, I, I get it. I get. I totally get it. I'm good with an eight or nine, to be honest. I, yeah. It's it's something I'm definitely recommending. Yeah, I agreed. Um, all right. Next is Outer Range. I think only two episodes have dropped. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. I haven't watched it yet. I think you said you you're caught up. You've seen both episodes. I've seen them both. Okay. And it is super so far so the (laughs) Uh, info on imdb is a rancher fighting for his land and family who discovers an unfathomable mystery at the edge of wyoming's wilderness um it stars josh brolin imogene poots lily taylor underrated lily taylor um tom pelfrey uh, Mm -hmm. who's just kind of starting to come in um we know him as the brother from ozarks um he was fantastic in that i don't know oh the nazi and banshee (laughs) oh i never made it through Banshee. Oh, that whole season I, with his character was fantastic. I never made it too far into that. I couldn't get into it. Will yeah. Will Patton, who we both love, but like just kind of fell off the face of the earth, and then Matthew Marr from um, Our Flag Means Death. But so would so mm-hmm. talk to me about it. like is it you enjoyed it or very much so. So yeah, it's I mean it's it's very interesting because it's very much a you know a ranching western you know. Families have a, a, a family, you know, uh, dispute uh, about the uh, where their land ends. You know what I mean? So I'm very much a typical, you know, old style Western movie. However, um, and again, this is in the trailer and this is in the first five seconds of the episode. So I'm not I should I hope I'm, I'm not spoiling anything here. Mm-hmm. Again, this is like the, it's in the trailer uh, at the edge of his property where they're like there's disputes on whose property it is. There's this monstrous hole, um, which leads to God knows what uh, on the property. Uh, like he can throw things in it and they disappear. Um, and it's really interesting uh, how this just thing is there <laughs> and why it's there. What is it? How does this affect this normal show? You know what I mean? And it's it's been it's very interesting. Um, and it's it's going to be one of those psychological thrillers. Uh, and so far, the acting and the performances in it have been great. And it's it's very interesting how one character is having a very different experience than all the rest of the characters they're in in a very basic, you know, Western type show. Okay. Um, so it's yeah, it's been fascinating. Interesting. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I like James Brill. I Well, I like the cast. The cast is all solid. Um, it's only eight episodes. For season one, so you're a yeah. quarter of the way through. Um, so that sounds right. Yeah, not a big investment, but I, I like that because it's going to get to the story, it's going to tell the first season, and then you can kind of move on. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, and it looks like I mean, it's despite being in a western type setting, uh, it's probably not crazy cheap what I've seen so far. Yeah, to make so I could see. Yeah, it makes sense. It's it, it feels very much like an HBO show. Okay. Like you're watching a highly produced quality show with a really good cast. It's just, and it's got a crazy mystery to it. So it'll, it, it should move pretty fast. It's, it's, it, it would do it a disservice to try to do 12 episodes. I think eight's pretty solid. Okay. Um, I mean, the, the ratings for it seem pretty across the board um, on Rotten Tomatoes, 77% from 
critics, 77 from audience, and a 7.8 from IMDb. Oh, wow. Yeah. Although IMDb <laughs> yeah. is, you know, you got to give it an extra point. Um, so it might even be an 8.8. Yeah, you know, because it is sci-fi-ish-ish. Mm-hmm. And it's very, I can very much understand why people give it that, because anything with this kind of a mystery, it can go very bad. so there's probably a lot of people that are very hesitant so far and i understand why you would be i mean just like when i talked to you about from and i said you know it's kind of 30 days of night meets meets lost immediately when you hear meets lost most people are like oh yeah (laughs) you know what i mean they're because that was the after lost came out everything was meets lost yeah which is well well and also because a lot of people are just focusing on how it ended yeah you know because it did end poorly because of the the writer strike and all that that happened the last two things, but they do forget that for, you know, four years, it was the biggest thing to have ever been on television. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, so it, this is a mystery. So yeah, if they do a bad job with it, it could definitely go poorly. Um, but so far, like I've got some faith in the writers and the acting and the storyline so far that, that I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Next on the list, so we just finished this, or I think, yeah, I just, just finished it yesterday because it just came out yesterday, and that's the fourth episode of Moon Knight, which, man, this I mean, the show, the first episode was really good, and it just keeps getting better and better, and then at the end of this one, you have a huge twist where, um, boy, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it and then come back and listen, but basically for the longest time so there's mark specter and then there's steven who are two identities in the same body um there's also Conchu that uh is there that mark is the avatar for well at the end of this ethan hawk the avatar for what's the other what's the other god's Amit. name Amit. um straight up just shoots mark in the chest twice with a revolver and he wakes yeah, and up yeah i was just gonna say keep in mind though He's not actually the the avatar of Amit yet. He wants to be. That's right. But he's the former avatar of Khonshu. Yeah. And he's got that gift from Amit to help come free it. So, yeah, yeah. Just wanted to point that's that right. out. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ethan just has the uh, small power of Amit. Um, so he shoots Mark in the chest twice. And he falls in the water and he wakes up and he's in an insane asylum. And Layla's there. And Arthur is there as his doctor, and Arthur's henchmen are there as the, um, the, uh, I guess the, mm-hmm. the orderlies. The and, orderlies. Yeah, and so, and he's watching a VHS of a Doctor Stephen Grant, an old movie about a relic hunter. Yeah, and who like is a his really alter ego? Bad Indiana Jones knockoff, and uh, and so yeah, he goes in the office, and and Ethan Hawke's character is like, look, no, you've been here for a while. I'm your doctor. You've been having issues. And, uh, well, then he goes and hears someone banging on a sarcophagus in one of the rooms, opens it, and there's Stephen. So now Mark and Stephen are two separate entities that exist in this world. And then right at the end, um, one of the other Egyptian gods, who is a hippo, comes in. And what did, what is the, what did she say? She says, hi. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Hi. In yeah. a nice, cute, gir- girly voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and- and even prior to that, though, the part that I really found intriguing is so. So like you said, yeah, like uh, Ethan Hawke's characters, like, you know, this is uh, you're I understand you're struggling to I 
to, to have an idea of what a real reality is. And reality can be different to very different people. You know what I mean? Which is, which is huge because Moon Knight in the comics for a long part of its history, um, you never knew as an audience member if Conchu, just like Mark Spector, if Conchu was real or not. Like, yeah. like most people in the comics believe that Mark Spector's actually doing all of this and Moon Knight is in his head and not real. Yeah. Um, which was what made it kind of cool because it was fun, kind of fight clubby in the, in the comics of he's like, oh, now it's time to turn into Moon Knight. Whereas other people were like, dude, there was no Moon Knight here. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You just killed people. And so um, this is kind of kicking back to that idea of was all this fake? It was in my head and I'm actually in the same asylum. Or was, or, or you know, or, or is something else going on? And, and you kind of realize quickly, like you said, he runs into Stephen Grant, his alter ego, who he frees from that, uh, from that sarcophagus, right? He's banging on to get out, so he, he pushes it open and lets him out, and the two of them are there together. The part that I thought was really awesome, as they were running until they, you know, down the hallway and they see that hippo, right, is that on the way they saw a third with somebody banging. So yeah, yeah. I, I think they're foreshadowing a third personality. Yeah, I think so of, too. Of of Mark and Steven. That's so what I yeah. I thought that was gonna be Moon Knight or well, um, so, Mr. Knight or whoever you wanna Yeah. Well, so there is in the comics, Moon Knight, there is a third uh personality uh that people was like a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh named I think Jay. Uh look into yeah, that. and it, yeah. So anyway, I, I think I think that's what they're doing is is, is foreshadowing that third personality is about to come out soon. OK, um, so just a quick Google search. Um, the hippo goddess is Tawaret, T-A-W-E-R-E-T. So maybe you can pronounce it better. Than I can. Um, and it's supposed to be the goddess of protection and fertility. Um, and apparently often grouped with several other protective hippopotamus goddesses. Um, so I, I'm guessing it's it's connected to that. Um, this god's always dem- demonstrated her connection to birth, child rearing, and general caretaking. Um, and then her, her frequently seen with her hands on the saw sign, which is a hieroglyph that means protection. So t- take from that what you will. But uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to now. I'm trying to see what other. So it looks like Stephen Grant, a billionaire businessman, taxi driver Jake Lockley, and suited consultant Mister Knight. Now they've made everything very different than the comics, which mm-hmm. should be noted. So, you know, in the comics, Stephen Grant is a suave billionaire. Yeah, uh, and in this one, he's a timid weakling <laughs> who works in a museum shop, but right? knows but knows and a lot about Egyptian. Um, does know history, a lot about Egyptian stuff, which is healthy. Yep. Yeah. That yeah, definitely. And then uh, Mr. Knight was uh, uh, sadistic. Yeah, <laughs> was an extremely, extremely sadistic uh, vigilante who liked to torture and before he killed his victims. Um, and in this one, he's also just a goofy. He, he's uh, he's Stephen Grant with a with a suit on. Uh, instead of Mark Spector with the suit on. Mm-hmm. So the third one, yeah, they say Jake Lock, uh, Lockley is the uh, salt-of-the-earth cab driver who keeps tabs on the criminal underworld uh, as he's, you know, going about his day as a, as a New Yorker. Um, so he's like a very much New York-style, you know, type of guy. Mm-hmm. So 
interesting but yeah they like like they just said you know it's every personality so far has been a far cry from the comic book so we have no idea what it could be so interesting. yeah very interesting it's yeah. been so much fun man so it different is. so unexpected and and i'm very happy that i knew nothing about this really going into it yeah agreed yeah i like because all the other ones i kind of knew at least a little bit here and there uh, but this one is i i really didn't know anything so great acting all around very much enjoying it and uh i'm sad there's only two episodes left but i'm excited um and then after those two episodes comes multiverse of madness like it comes out the same uh that friday oh god so that's fantastic. prepare for that um oh oh i am uh so next on the list and certainly not least uh better call saul so the first two episodes have dropped of that, uh, the long-awaited final season, uh, season six, because this one came out April 18th, and season five ended on uh, two years ago, April 13th. So it's been two years, or I'm sorry, April 20th. Wow. So it's been pretty much two years to the day since they've come well, out. Well, don't forget... It. You know, and, and he had a heart attack in the middle of that. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. that greatly delayed production, I believe, of course, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> as it should. Um, yeah. Due to I think they they said it was stress related, right? It wasn't health. It was more stress related yeah. or something. Well, but, he yeah, did that or, Mr. Nobody where he had to get in really good shape. And then he's also yeah. doing this. So he's like probably burning the candle at both ends. I bet you're right. But so far, and probably put stress on his body to lose a lot of weight. And yeah. Keep in shape. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Hanks said it gave him really bad medical issues doing that for like castaway and things like that. So, yeah, that's not good for you to just like gain and lose a bunch of weight. But um, it's not side note, though. Hold on. Did you did you see Tom Hanks throw out the first pitch at the uh, I forget which game it was. Yankees game, I think. No, I did not. <laughs> so he went out there to throw the first pitch. And he brought uh, Wilson to throw instead of a baseball. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, so far we've had two episodes. The first one entitled Wine and Roses got a 9.0 on IMDb. The second one called Carrot and Stick, which was so good, um, got a 9.4. It is, there are like three or four different storylines going on and they're all intriguing. And it's amazing how they're able to fit all of them in each episode. And you don't, you don't forget too much. I forgot a little bit of the couple since it's been two years. I forgot a little bit of who the couple were in this episode, the, the CPA. And so it took me a second. And then by the end, after, um, uh, what's her name? Wexler's, um, what's her first name? Wexler. Kim Kim. Wexler. Yeah. After her terrifying speech to the couple, I was like, Oh yeah, that's who they are. Boy, she is. I tell you what, she has got, uh, she, a nasty she's side. Full. Yeah, she's. Uh, I'm trying. To... Wife's name is Ark. I was like, uh, she's she's going, she's, she's going full that direction. Like she's, she's she's the one breaking bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Over this last couple of year seasons, oh, that's she's good. Yeah, em- she's embraced Jimmy. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, and uh, she's the one that's like really kind of getting off to the power behind kind of breaking the law, breaking and bending the law, which, which they alluded to since the very first season when he would take her, when he met her and we would take her to those bars and her favorite thing before they would sleep together was they would pull a miniature con on somebody. Remember? Yeah. They would like pull some con on some guy in the bar and that would be what got her excited and they'd hook up. And, uh, and now, I mean, they're doing it for real that that's what they've become. And they're, uh, yeah, it's pretty, 
it's pretty fun seeing them, like I said, kind of breaking bad. Yeah. Going from typical lawyer to, you know, shyster. <laughs> Saul Goodman and and I mean, we saw him plant cocaine on Harry Hamlin already. Yeah. God, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. And then send those and all people I wanted, to why and why are they trying to take down Hamlin all of a sudden? So she still wanted revenge on him. So that and, and he didn't even care anymore. Yeah. Remember? What did he, he was, do? He what was, did he do to her? Why did she want revenge? I don't remember. Because uh, Howard Hamlin seemed I, like the villain in the beginning, but it turned out he was the one that was actually the good guy, and it was Jimmy's brother that was really the villain. Well, I think didn't he steal Sandpiper from her? Oh, I thought that's. I thought he ended up getting Sandpiper from her at the end, and that's he ended up uh, crushing their uh, their law practice. Oh, uh, which okay. is why they're back out kind of on their own, and she she's doing well again on her own. But he had stolen Sandpiper. Not was it not Sandpiper? It wasn't Piper. Sandpiper because that was Jimmy. It's the, yeah, it's it's the bank, the banking That's company right, that yeah. she kept opening the sentence for. Which which is the guy that loses it on him at the yeah, uh, I remember the golf. Yeah, the golf thing. Yeah. So yeah, that that's been great. And then I just want to throw a shout out to what we've all been wanting to see, which is uh, the uh, the Mexican twins. <laughs> they're not oh, twins, but the, yeah, the, the brothers, whatever. Yeah. Back. Oh God, they're 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 after they. Got him. Yeah, <laughs> they've been after him, and uh, yeah, they finally got Nacho, and uh, yeah, we got to see those those guys be kind of a badasses again because they are they are angry, and yeah. you saw their faces when they found their the dude burned. They are angry, mm-hmm. so they're gonna they're gonna come down on Nacho hard next episode. Yeah, well, uh, they didn't catch them uh, though because they said they got the call and they said that they found the truck, but Nacho got away. No, 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 no. They they they've. They've got him. Remember, because they said "come at us," and and he drove into yep. him. But then the that the truck uh, the truck ended up crashing. I remember that. But right then there. they cut away from that after that, and then they got the call saying that um, saying that uh, they found the truck, but Nacho got away. And then uh, Mike Ermintrout got the call from Nacho at the very end of the scene. He got the call from Nacho. Hmm. I feel like that's a setup. It could be. But maybe you're right. It could yeah, be. Maybe you're right. Yeah, that feels like a setup. There's no way he got away. He would have had to uh, literally outrun seven people in the middle of the desert. Did you see the boots those yeah. guys were wearing? There's no way they're running anywhere. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. And they uh, want and they great. want him alive because they want to know who did it. Now you may be right. It may be a setup. They may have told him, Look, you your people abandoned you. Um, call him and try to set up you know, do a setup. It, you may be right, but um, that's just the information that we've gotten so far. Fair enough. Yeah, that that's a good point. And so, yeah, I mean, all, all I want in my life, though, is more Lalo. So I'm just yeah. excited we're getting more Lalo. I agree. <laughs> um, that's everything we have for this week. We will be back next week with a roundup. I'm going to go see The Northman. That is my goal this weekend is to go watch that. So uh, hopefully have a review of that. Until then, catchphrase. Woody Retort.